Welcome to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Proudly brought to you by Cheese Links, bringing cheese and yogurt making to your kitchen. Cheeselinks.com.au Hi everyone, welcome to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson. Another deal and <laughs> we've got to work hard. We've got a rock star on this week's episode. Well, uh, yeah, in, in many ways. She is to me. Yeah, I know. It was a, it was a, a girly kind of um, a fangirl moment, wasn't it? Oh, she's just a mega successful author. Um, our guest this week, by the way, is Liz Bursky. Oh, is that who it is? Yes, yes. And <laughs> I couldn't wait to tell her, Kevin, as you know, that I had read all her books. Yes, yes, I know. She was probably quite taken aback by that, thinking... Oh, okay. Who is this woman? Now, Liz has <laughs> been on the Authorised Podcast, which is another one that I do, which is where I talk to authors. And I did tell Liz the story in that podcast of bringing home <laughs> two books or getting two <laughs> books delivered to home yes. and uh, and bringing them into the studio and showing them to Sarah and there was a squeal. It was there like was the a, Beatles had arrived in town. There was like the Rolling Stones and Beatles album had <laughs> arrived. Uh, you got each, And uh, if Liz Bursky was the Beatles, then there, the squeal was for Liz. She's great. So and- uh, we're looking forward to having a chat to her. Yeah. Talk about her uh, life growing up in England and what kind of food was on the table as a kid. It's brilliant. It's a lovely trip down memory lane. Now, I only kind of got to meet her of recent times doing these two podcasts, but Mm. an amazing body of work before she wrote Mm. novels, she wrote a lot of uh, factual uh, books about uh, a whole range of really uh, incredible subjects. Yes. Well, she has a journalistic background. Yes. Uh, And uh, this new book of hers, At the End of the Day, she actually had a stroke while she was preparing Mm. it. So to get the book finished and then to be able to kind of get her life back together again. And then she recently had a pretty bad fall as yeah, well. She so did. Uh, she's been in the wars, but uh, she's, a, she's a trooper and she'll join us very shortly. You're a trooper, Kevin. Cheese links are troopers. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, everyone knows the uh, the army is on its stomach. What's that expression? The army fights on its stomach. I've got stomach no or idea what you're on about. Anyway, you need to you need to fill your stomach with cheese. Cheese links is how you do that. Cheeselinks.com.au. Now it's nearly Christmas. Get your orders in yeah, now. Yeah, jump on cheeselinks.com.au. Have a look at all the great equipment you can order. But uh, Janet advises that you get in earlier rather than later. So yes. by December 14 would be a good move if Which you want to get your stuff sorted for Christmas. Of December. Do it now. <laughs> yeah. Do it when you're listening. When you finish listening to this podcast, go and jump on Don't the Don't just cheese give the, the gift of cheese. Give the gift of cheese making. Exactly. Cheeselinks.com.au. If you want to give Janet a quick call, do so on 52821984. Right. Or as Julia Morris would say, dot a <laughs> Have you seen the new uh, I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here I have promo? Yeah, I have. Very funny. Back in Australia again. Very yeah. funny stuff. Oh, well, Chris is uh, hysterical. One of the gra- and if you ever want to go back and listen to a previous episode of, uh, of this podcast, listen to the Chris Brown one because <laughs> it is hysterical. It's funny. And I know you're going to enjoy this one because uh, now we present for you the one and only Liz Bursky. You are listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hilly. Brought to you by Cheese Links, bringing cheese and yogurt making to your kitchen. Cheeselinks.com.au. Thank you so much for doing this, Liz. I'm very excited because, well, you've spoken to Kevin previously in his other podcast, yeah. but I am I'm a big fan of your books. So, oh, thank <laughs> you. How lovely. I've read, well, 
All of them. All of them. All of them. There isn't it? <laughs> maybe maybe not the maybe not the factual ones you did, but certainly all the fiction. I just said all to Kevin, uh, I said, "Poor Liz, I'm probably going to freak her out a bit, but we'll see." <laughs> now is that is that Gazzy, your dog in the background, trying to get the posty again? Yes, I just said to him, "Yes, it is." <laughs> and I just said to him, "Go outside and be good and quiet." And this <laughs> is what he's doing. <laughs> Sounds like our dog, huh? uh, Liz. It's 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 lovely of you to join us on the Food Bites podcast and we do we do head to the kitchen so you've got to head out of the writing room and tell us what your prowess in the kitchen is. <laughs> it's going to be a very short conversation. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, well, um, my mother was a, was a wonderful cook and it's something that I have not inherited from her. <laughs> <laughs> but I was thinking about this last night and and. The ways that we we adapt to the kitchen to manage our own lives, especially when you live on your own, and I think that I, I got that from my mother. She, honestly, she could make anything delicious. So um, I think I've always been trying to do that, but never quite making it. What sort um, of things do you remember growing up, Liz? Well, with, with uh, food wise, yes. well, I remember um, she did. Beautiful roast. We had mm. lots of beautiful roast, and and because you've got to remember that this is sort of um, post-war, so um, we're talking about the fifties, from which is when I go back to remembering food. But my mum was a what she said she was a very plain cook, um, and she yeah she did beautiful roast. She was a wonderful baker. Um, and she had a real flair for making things look lovely. Um, so also, she was a great lover of chips, mm. egg and chips. <laughs> we had to have egg and chips a lot. But, of course, that's what people were eating a lot of in those days. But, that's a um, real quintessentially English dish, isn't it? I mean, I remember seeing that in uh, Shirley oh. Valentine. All they ate in, in when she went to Greece was egg and chips. That's obviously quite that's big right. in the UK. Absolutely, yes. Oh yes, and it, and it's also sort of you know pub food like sausage and chips and and, and when I went back to England oh, a few years ago, I passed a a, a a pub and it had egg sausage egg and chips. <laughs> so I had to stop and go and have my lunch there. <laughs> but um, at one point, and I think this would have been the early sixties or even fifty nine, um, my mum came across. Uh, Elizabeth David. Do you know Elizabeth David? Doesn't ring a bell, no. no. Yeah. Well, she was a she was a rather glamorous young actress who took off with a man to Europe and went to um, uh, to all sorts of countries. And when she came back, she wrote a cookery book, and that book just went round England. It was just. All the the women who um, who aspired to being better cooks than they were seemed to have Elizabeth David, and she really introduced uh, European dishes to England, and it was a complete transformation in the way that um, we ate in my house, and we'd have all sorts of delicious things with things we'd never tasted before, and so on. Um, and and she was an astonishing character. She was uh, very interesting, and and she really is the person who brought um, European food 
Hmm. to England. Okay. And boy, did we need it. It was pretty well stuff <laughs> until then. You said, you said um, that your mum was uh, pretty proficient at, at roasts. Were yes. Yorkshire puddings a part of those roasts? Because that's something in oh. Australia I've always been fascinated by. Oh, yes, definitely Yorkshire pudding. And please don't tell me how you make it because I've never <laughs> tried. <laughs> yes, Yorkshire pudding was wonderful. Beef and Yorkshire pudding, roast beef and Yorkshire pudding. And it was this very, it had this very crusty top mm. um, and a lovely soft base. So if you had a piece of Yorkshire pudding with your roast beef and gravy, the gravy soaked into the pudding oh. and it was totally Totally delicious. Very nice. Mm. Now, if you're mm. if you're having a big celebratory dinner at your house, what would you what would be your <laughs> you know your your dish? The dish you'd knock up to have, have a big night. <laughs> Do I have to tell the truth? I yes, because I'd, I'd get takeaway. <laughs> <laughs> but you could pretend it's your own. <laughs> uh, yeah, I haven't inherited this from my mother. Um, the the cooking. But, yes, if I was having people at home, I would probably give them um, a really nice mixed salad with um, some smoked salmon or some grilled salmon, um, maybe um, some nice little tiny roast potatoes. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm a big lover of salads and um, and potatoes. Uh, and I like things that are easy because I'm not really a good cook yeah. um, or, a, or a keen cook, but um, I like things to be nice if I invite people for a meal. So we probably have that. We probably wouldn't have a starter, but we'd have a dessert, which might be um, something with ice cream mm. or um, something chocolatey might be very popular in my house. <laughs> Are you, um, are you a sweet tooth a- yourself, Liz? Oh, yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Um, and, um, yeah, that would probably be, unless it was cold, really cold weather, in which case I might well make a, um, a, a, um, a meal in the, what's the thing? The slow that, cooker? Oh, slow. That's it, <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> You didn't know you'd have to be uh, replacing my memory for me. Um, um, uh, yes, the slow cooker. Um, so that is something that doesn't, you know, it's easy to make and um, it doesn't need too much attention and you can't really go wrong with it. So I might do that if it was winter. Um, in the past, I was always keen on, on cooking chicken dishes, but I've sort of come to a Stand still with that because I got so chick- so sick of chicken yeah. that that I hardly ever eat it now. <laughs> so Liz, when you when you're sitting down, you're writing and you're you're churning out magnificent works like at the end of the day. Mm. Uh, do you do you snack? Uh, do you have a cup of tea? What uh, what what's your kind of uh, your fuel that you use mm. when you when you're in in writing mode? Oh, I do drink a lot of tea and coffee. Um, when I'm writing, um, I don't really take much notice of what I'm eating. So I'd probably, if I needed a break, I'd get up and get myself some crackers and cheese or maybe, um, maybe some, I like miso very much. You like miso? Yeah, it's, it's an acquired taste, but I don't mind it. I've had it a couple of times. I, I love it. And, Mm. and, um, 
I have I always have a lot of sachets of miso, and it's got the little vegetables chopped mm. up in it. And I might just have that and a piece of crusty bread and drink that out of a mug. So nothing that requires much preparation. Yeah. <laughs> what I and I am a, a big fan of your work, Liz. And I, my the first book I read of yours was Gang of Four, and there's a character in that which is my probably one of my favourite characters that you've written. His name was Father mm. Pat, and he was a bacon connoisseur, and he travelled the country looking for the perfect thinly sliced bacon that he <laughs> <laughs> he likes so much. <laughs> I love that you have a, that food theme running through that particular book. Oh, right. Yes. You know, I'd almost forgotten that. It's a long time ago. Um, but, yes, a thinly, very thinly <laughs> cut streaky bacon, mm. fried, really fried so that it's crispy. That so makes a wonderful in a sandwich, a nice, a nice grainy bread. Um, I think I must have been thinking about eating – once, um, that when I was making Father Pat. <laughs> it's funny though, isn't it? Do you find that food references make up a, a big um, proportion of of, of your storylines? Because often, often there's a, a theme where if you're talking about Perth and Fremantle, you talk about characters going to the beach and having fish and chips and it just sets up yes. this lovely, um, you know, visualisation for the reader. Yes, I think that it's, it needs to be grounded in something, but I think you can use food to help create an atmosphere and sort of enable relationships between characters to move along smoothly. Um, the fish and chips and Fremantle, well, I, I don't think there's anybody that's ever been to Fremantle who wouldn't have sampled the fish and chips in various places. <laughs> um, but um, sometimes... Uh, in the summer, my friends and I, there's three of us, we have three dogs between us, and um, we go down to the beach early evening to watch the, sun, watch the sun come down, either over the beach or over the river, and um, we get fish and chips on the way, and we sit on the rocks and eat mm. the fish and chips, and the dogs help us. Oh, I'm sure they do. <laughs> it can be nothing better than that. Yeah. That just sounds no. like heaven. It is. It's just wonderful. And, of course, the weather's cooled off by then in the evening, usually. Um, so it's it's very pleasant and mild and lovely to watch the water and the glorious West Australian sunsets. So yep. that's one of my favourite things to do. You, as you can see, I'm no great connoisseur of, of great food, but I know what I like. Yeah, no, that, that, <laughs> that's, that's what makes you happy. Now, but I am confused. You mentioned that when you when you're writing, you're, you're drinking tea and you're drinking coffee. So one of the questions we ask on this show is: Are you a coffee drinker or a tea drinker? So which is your preference? <laughs> Me so. <laughs> oh, well, you can't just have a preference, can you? I mean, no. you can't just say tea's my favourite or coffee's my favourite because, like, first thing in the morning, tea is my favourite and then round about this time in the morning, which is 9 o'clock here in Western Australia or 9.15 by now probably, um, then it's coffee and then it's coffee again until lunchtime and then if I'm having a hot drink after lunch, it would be coffee and then the rest of the day is tea. I think some of your um, characters, if they're having a, a serious conversation with one another, they tend to go the coffee route and um, and reach for the coffee plunger. 
Yes, they do. That's because I've got a yeah. plunger. <laughs> so you prefer you prefer plunger coffee? To what? Um, just to going and having one out or having instant. Oh, I love going. I love going out for coffee. I mm-hmm. love going out for coffee in the morning um, with friends. You've got some beautiful cafes around here where you can sit outside with dogs and um, just have a have a nice uh, flat white with soy milk. Um, if that's what you're, that's my favourite. <laughs> Kevin's um, just no, turned I his love, nose up when you said soy milk. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're obviously quite uncouth, Kevin. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> Thanks for that one. You should one try from, one sometime. Uh, yeah, well, I have it. I'm just the soy milk just doesn't do it for me. I'm, I'm not. I'm not a massive milk drinker, but mm. soy milk just doesn't quite do it for me. There's something about it that mm. I, that, it never quite gelled with me. <laughs> no, it is. It is a distinct flavour, I think, um, that goes into something. I started drinking it when I was trying to give up sugar in my coffee. Uh, okay. And um, it just has, the soy has a slightly sweeter taste, so it now satisfies my sugar craving. Okay. Um, so I always have soy, yeah. Hey, but Liz- it's, it's, sorry, go on. No, I was going to say, Liz, I mean, Diane, I ask you this question. It's something we do on the, on the podcast uh, in each episode. We ask people to uh, have a think about if they had a dinner party, who they'd invite. And they uh, the people that you invite can be personal, they can be world famous, they can be anything and they dead can be alive. dead or alive. So I've been oh. fascinated to see who you would who you would come up with. Oh, dear. Um, the person whose brain is working very slowly, this is a challenge. Who would I like to have dinner with? Helen Garner, mm-hmm. the writer. Yep. Um, oh. Gosh. It's hard, isn't um, it, on the it's spot? It's very hard, yes, especially I can see lots of faces. You know, since my, my memory is a bit dodgy, I can see lots of faces and can't remember their names. Um, uh, I, think, I think I'd have to have Bill Nye. Oh, yeah, I love her. you. I love oh, him. Oh, so do I. You he, can't have him, Kevin. I'm having him. He's as funny as there is. He's and taken, as, Kevin. He's, he's one of those wonderful English actors that has – he's like a Peter O'Toole for me. He has, he has all yep. all the food groups all in one. He ticks all the boxes. He can be raunchy. <laughs> yeah. he, can be, he can be naughty. He can be, he can be flirtatious. He can be everything. He's fantastic, isn't he? Yeah. We have to start a Bill Nye fan club. Oh, I think I'm, I'm pretty sure there's one around. I, I loved him because because of my radio background. I loved him in the Rock the Boat one that he did about the pirate radio oh, station. Yes. That Wasn't was that wonderful? When he dan- when he does the dancing in that, yep. he does that little dance on it all on his own. Yeah, and he was, he was in the, he was in Love Actually. Was he in Notting? He wasn't in Notting Hill, was yeah. he? He was in Notting Hill. Yeah. Uh, Notting Hill. Can't remember. Yeah. Can't remember. I, I was definitely in Love Actually because I know people were. Love Actually was, had one of its seventeen runs this weekend, just gone on the television. Everyone's been raving about it again. Oh right, right. Oh okay. Uh, yeah, I think he's. I think he's fabulous. Yep. Yep. He's so we'll have Bill Nye um, <laughs> and Helen Garner um, and oh dear, this is very difficult. <laughs> Um, I think perhaps we might have to have Grace Tame. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Australian, Australian of the, of the Year. Because yep. I think she'd be fascinating. Yes. I'd love to meet her. 
Yeah, yeah. Right. I admire her because she's so gutsy and because she just speaks up to the government um, with, well, I was going to say with no fear, but with apparently no fear. Mm. Um, so she would be there. And um, another of my favorite writers, Charlotte Wood, mm-hmm. who's um, I'm very, work I'm very fond of. Um, I might have to have an older man. And I'm trying to, um, Kevin. you know, I'm trying to. <laughs> Stop Alice looking at me here. when you say that, Liz. Oh, really? Are you old? Are you older than me? Uh, no, 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 I'm not, but I'm in oh. the ballpark. Oh, all right, Kevin, you can come. And then you have to bring Sarah too. Oh, we'll be there. I'll be, certainly be there with that guest list. <laughs> Couldn't keep Sarah away. She is such a massive fan. Oh, how wonderful. I'm so delighted, Sarah. I'm so lucky. I seem to have uh, acquired a, a quite a a large number of, of do- devoted fans over the years and they're very loyal to me and they write to me and um, it's just wonderful because when I started writing those books, I had no idea whether it would work or not. So I'm very lucky. <laughs> I just love that you write about mature women and, and mature women who um, who who, get, who find find themselves and find their power and and mm. um, find their assertiveness and that really strikes a chord with me and I've just I've loved every single one of your books and um, <laughs> I was so excited <laughs> as Kevin will tell you with the latest one came out I actually let out a little squeal when he uh, showed it to me so there you go. <laughs> oh that's lovely thank you um, I, I started writing them because nobody else was writing about yeah. older people. So yeah. um, it's great that uh, that it that it works. It's wonderful for me, and people are so lovely. You know, it's so easy to be cynical these days and think that you know people are all in a rush and have no time for others and so on. But when you start looking into it and talking to people, it's just not true. And um, yeah, so it's difficult to. Um, to decide who else I would have at the dinner. No, I think you've got. Um, I think you had a really good batch there. Well, you've got Kevin oh, and good. I there too. So, yeah. oh, well, I don't. <laughs> and really I eat like else. I, I <laughs> eat like a horse, so we'll uh, we'll be fine. Oh, okay. Well, you can bring your own food. <laughs> <laughs> what does he eat, Sarah? Everything. Oh, ev- everything. <laughs> uh, he loves. He's a meat and potatoes type yeah. person. He loves big, oh, hearty, right. slow cooked casserole type. He loves steak. But, but Liz, I'm telling you, right. e- egg and chip. Yeah. Would do me fine. Yeah, egg and chips. Oh yes, yes, egg and chips. And what about some lovely hamburgers? Oh, oh yes, yeah. way to Kevin's heart. Yeah. Absolutely, loves loves a burger. Yes, I love them too. I have difficulty driving past certain um, places like Macca's, and <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a dreadful person to have on a cooking. Oh, I think you've been. I think you've been a wonderful, <laughs> no. uh, a wonderful choice. The only prerequisite for this show, as we always say, is just that we eat food. Yeah. Doesn't matter if we we cook it, but we all have to eat. And um, and I think yeah, if we, we if we came yeah. to your place for dinner, we'd be ordering in burgers, fish and chips, and uh, <laughs> what else, Kevin? We'd have miso as a maybe oh, as the entree. I don't, I don't know about the miso. I'm not done. <laughs> oh, go on, Kevin. Be tough. I'll send you some special miso. <laughs> I look forward to it. Hey, Liz, thank you so much for being on our show. We really appreciate it. Uh, at the end of the day, your latest book is out and about, um, I, and I know you've had uh, some some health uh, issues. Have you, have you started work on the next one or is that a little way away yet? 
I've started making notes. Okay. So I hope I will start it after Christmas. Um, I have, my concentration's not very good at the moment. You know what it's like when you've been in hospital for a couple of weeks. It's, um, you know, the, the outside world seems a bit scary and weird. Mm. Um, so I'm just making notes at the moment and hoping that I can pull it together in the new year. I certainly want to do another one while I've still got some of my marbles left. <laughs> so plenty think, of your um, marbles left. Liz, thanks so much for your time. Have a, have a uh, happy and a safe Christmas and look after yourself and we'll, we'll talk again soon. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Sarah. It's been really lovely talking to you. You are listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier, brought to you by Cheese Links, bringing cheese and yogurt making to your kitchen. Cheeselinks.com.au. Trying to sing the bloody Harry Belafonte <laughs> song, and I've completely. Uh, That's it. Deo. That's what I was trying to say. Kevin sing. came now, he wants to go home. He does. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> oh, sorry, haven't we started? Uh, well, I just I, I wanted to uh, give us the opportunity not to have that in the program because you're singing. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> well, I sang at the start, so uh, anything's possible. Uh, f- uh, fantastic to catch up with Liz Bursky. What a what a lovely lady, isn't she wonderful? And I loved how she said, "Oh, I um, I love having uh, Yorkshire puddings when I was growing up." She said, "But don't ask me how to make them, though." <laughs> um, and she's sort of, I think she's a bit concerned because she's not a, uh, a a cook. She doesn't really like cooking or do much of it. But it just goes to show that this podcast is just about food in general. Absolutely. I reckon we had a pretty darn great chat about uh, food and about life. And her latest book is called At the End of the Day. It's a good read. It is available now. I've oh. read it. Uh, yes, well, I know that. Now we get to our <laughs> Food Bites Food Pearl. Oh, I knew you'd love this one, Kevin, because I know how much you love tofu. Seriously, I thought you were taking the you-know-what. <laughs> Kevin loves tofu. He can't get enough of it. He eats it sometimes two or three times a When time. I go to the supermarket <laughs> and you ask me to buy it and I go to the aisle that it's in and I buy it, I, I, physically, I don't want, A, anyone to see me buying it and, B, I... Kevin, now tell the truth. The feel of mm-hmm. it even inside the packet makes me want to go... Yeah, now tell the truth. So our, our subject matter uh, for the Friday food poll this week is not just uh, tofu, Kevin, but mm, crispy tofu. Oh, it's like yeah. chucked in the fry pan and mm. crunchy on the outside, soft on the inside. Like a pig with lipstick. It's quite nice. Sharon says yum. Sue says nay. Madeline says yes, so good. Rebecca and Kay, now no surprise with Beck's answer yeah. here. She says, oh, my God, yes. Mm. thing I love about tofu is the things you can use it for uh, are nearly endless. Uh, love to give it uh, an oven bake and then squirt. What's oh, that? Hoisin. Hoisin sauce on it. Mm, yeah. Yum. Yeah, because oh, Beck, yeah. Beck lives in Thailand. She is a vegan yeah. and she um, absolutely loves tofu. Yeah, yum. Muriel yum. says yay. Oh, yeah, yum. <laughs> uh, Lauren says uh, perfect to use as little hockey pucks for goal scoring <laughs> yeah. practice. So throw them into the bin. Definitely an A from me, Pat. That's Pat-o. very funny. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Angela Moriarty Ham says yay. Taylor Ann says if it's done right, it tastes amazing. Mm-hmm. Done wrong, and you're off it for good. Yeah, that's a good point. Deb Murphy says last resort if there was no other food left on the planet. Even then, Deb, you know, I don't know if I could be tempted. Uh, uh, off uh, the, uh, I think this is off Twitter. Gizzy Bell mm. uh, says definite nada. Nada. <laughs> nada. Uh, Sue Landry, yay yum. Uh, Joe says yay. Rachel, yay. Uh, no, sorry, nay. Nay, nay. Don't, nay, you, don't nay, you be giving those yays any more than they deserve. <laughs> Terry Daniel says, hmm, 
No, thanks. Nay. But he had to think about it. Mm. Glenn Rodder, nay, Paddo, don't put that garbage on here. Artie Stevens says, not on your proverbial Nelly or even your ordinary Nelly for that matter. <laughs> Eddie says, no. Annie Peacock says, agree, no, no taste, disgusting. Mark Stevens, yay. Now, when Mark <laughs> Stevens said that, there was a pile-on from about seven other <laughs> sports-type reporters, including Jim Wilson was and a few tof- others. To- tofu abuse. It was a bit of tofu bullying going on there, uh, but uh, good on you, Steve-o. <laughs> Brave. Uh, my mate Simon Hill says, what the actual... Isn't that just like cardboard? No, Simon, it's not. Yes, it Depends is. how you cook it. Uh, cardboard tastes better. I love Simon Hill. Matthew Selby, I heard cardboard. 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 Is- cardboard. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Cardboard is more tasty. So I have indeed. a real dislike for tofu, or as Gary Megan calls it, tofu. Uh, not great when your son is a vegetarian. It would make it difficult. Steve Wood says, hell no. <laughs> no. Old croaky. I like old croaky. I like his name. Having just downed a delicious chicken laxa, which included chunks of crispy tofu, it's a double thumbs up from me. Crispy tofu can, however, be topped by well-made silken tofu. Craig D sums it up for me. Spawn of Satan, inedible. That <laughs> sounds like something Wayne, Wayne would, would say. say. Yes, Jedders, it's still tofu, even though it looks great. Here. Dirty Lefty says yum. Elizabeth says yes if it is properly crispy and there is a dipping sauce. And uh, you do the last one because then I'm. Jane Barnes, the wonderful Jane Barnes, says it really has to be done right. But for me, most of the time, it's a nay. Wayne writes. Wayne. Wayne. Wayne writes. Tofu is vile. Yeah, you don't. That's you could stop there. But <laughs> there is no other way to describe it. This snot-like cube of sadness. <laughs> I think I was called there's that a, in grade five. There's a coffee oh. mug quote. <laughs> uh, is is thought to have originated over 2,000 years ago in China. This should set off warning bells for a start as <laughs> we know. You like Donald Trump. <laughs> I was trying. As we know the consequences of our Oriental friends' food <gasps> choices, uh, sometimes the consequences that they can oh. have. I uh, can uh, just see a couple of Mr Miyagi-type figures <laughs> sitting around having a chat and one saying, I bet you 50 bucks we can get stupid people to eat this. <laughs> Prince, and now I'll probably pronounce this incredibly wrong, it's Prince Lu Yu An is the weapons-grade plonker who is credited with inventing this culinary travesty. <laughs> You're on your game today, Wayne. Uh, if I ever invent a time machine, the first thing I will do is travel back and stab him as a small child. Uh, avoid this cube of tasteless uh, gelatinous... Mm. I always have trouble with gelatinous. Gelatinous filth at all costs. (laughs) Um, Even the God-like cooking process of frying can't save it. Oh, Wayne. There's a couple of uh, coffee mug quotes in there. It was a a, uh, surprising for me. There was an awful lot of yays, but an awful lot more So uh, the nays nays have it today? The nays just got it. Look, I tend to agree with the people who say um, it it can be nice, it has potential to be really nice, it depends on uh, what you have with it. It's like pasta, Kevin. You know, pasta on its own is pretty bland, but it's all to do with the sauce you put with it. It's It's the texture. I've had it a couple of times and every time I've had it, it's been like, oh, God, what's that? It's been in something and Mm. then you've eaten it and you've got... A briny sort oh, of. What is that? And you put, and you go. It's bloody tofu. I, I just. Yeah. There are so many different types, though, Kevin. So mm. maybe we just need to road test you on a few different. Am ones. I in trouble for something? Because you very sternly calling me Kevin all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Did I do something wrong? <laughs> I'm getting the 
You need to think about your tofu. It sounds okay, like, my- this is like my report cards in year 10, you know. Kevin, Kevin would be a much better student if he paid more attention to the tofu. <laughs> Don't know. Kevin doesn't share his tofu with others. Well, (laughs) Kevin shut up. Force you to eat. If Kevin shut up about tofu more in class, he'd he'd learn much more about geography. (laughs) Cheeselinks.com.au. Navigate your way to that. And just to put you on the spot, you, Kevin, Philip Hillier. Here we go. Speaking of the principal, I've got an assignment for you. Oh, here we go. Right, and I want it handed in. I want it handed in in plenty of time. I'm not eating tofu. No. But you are to come up with next week's Friday food poll topic. That is your job. Okay. I'll do that. Cheeselinks.com.au. Watch out. Yes. Uh, That's the website to go to. Get your orders in now. Be the the sooner the better so you can get everything done in time for Christmas and uh, you can enjoy uh, some lovely cheese making uh, at home. Or a yogurt maker or a A gift gift voucher. Yep. Absolutely. Great minds, Kevin. Think thanks alike. for listening. Thanks Kevin, to Liz Bursky for Kevin. her time. <laughs> Stop it. Um, thanks to Liz Bursky for her time. We look forward to our next encounter with you. You don't want me to call you poopy, do you? <laughs> Could be an intervention order being being summoned <laughs> as we speak. Have a lovely week. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Food Bites. Check out our Facebook page and Twitter for recipes, tips and all the latest news. That's Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Brought to you by Cheese Links. Bringing cheese and yoghurt making to your kitchen. All you need to know at cheeselinks.com.au You're a trooper, Kevin.